Welcome to Crazy Kentucky. I'm Quinn. And I'm Laura. And uh, happy anniversary. Thank you. Happy Halloween. Like, the only holiday I recognize. I am dressed head to toe in Nightmare Before Christmas right now. Well, yeah. (laughs) Oh, they have a big Nightmare Before Christmas display at Barnes & Noble. You might want to check it out if you get a chance. Yeah. I got my t-shirt. I got my pajama pants. I got my socks. Well, they didn't have any of that. I'm living it up. Yeah, they didn't have any of that. But they did have some, like, games and stuff like that. Ooh. Yeah. 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 So, So, I went on a fun trip today. Yeah. Woo! I went to Casey's Cemetery in Elizabethtown. Also known as... Also known as the Gates of Hell Cemetery. Yeah, woo. Which we will have to cover someday. Yeah. yeah. And it was very much in the middle of nowhere. Oh, good. Um, I, when we went on the last stretch of road to get there, I, I actually felt like we were in someone's driveway. Oh, good. It, yeah, that part kind of creeped me out a little bit, but... Yeah. Uh, I'll put some pictures up on the Instagram. But it was creepy. I didn't see well, anything. Or... Shit, you had that you had that do-it-yourself Ouija board you found. Good God. Oh, yeah, that was kind of creepy. That's ridiculous. And, uh, someone pointed out to me that that must have been kind of new. No. Because we've had rain. Right. And that was just on oh, a piece yeah. of notebook yeah. paper. Oh, I bet it was last night. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, there were graves that were, like, from the 1800s. Mm. There were stuffed animals everywhere. Oh, good. Good, good, good. Left uh, trinkets and toys and stuff. Aw. Gifts. Uh, and I had a little toy lizard in the car. That I'd gotten from a training at work, and I left that as a treat, as a present. And we left some coins. Cool. Scout had a blast too. I she kept take the stuffed animals. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, "This is my cemetery now." Was <laughs> <laughs> like, "No, Scout." <laughs> it's like she's in the new shade. This is my cemetery now. Yeah. No, Scout, those aren't for you. (laughs) (laughs) I beg to differ. (laughs) I think they are for me. (laughs) So, yeah, that was my trip. Cool. It was fun. Cool. I mean, I expect it, you know. Delightful. Yeah. 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 Dave said he was expecting it to be a little bit bigger, but... I mean, it's I mean yeah. old cemetery. I wasn't expecting it to be huge. I mean, I don't know. It depends. Like I don't know. Some of those old cemeteries, like it depends on if they kept them up or not. You know, it doesn't. It's hard to tell with this one. Because 
there's some of the graves that you can't see what was carved in them anymore and oh. Oh. look like they had been redone. Yeah. So it looks like some of them, the families have maintained it. Oh, okay. But some of them, they haven't. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, it was really eerie. Some of them were just like stones in the ground. Oh, good. It was. Yeah. Okay. Well, we need, yeah, we do need to do that because we need to know why it's called the Gates of Hell. Yes, we do. But unfortunately, that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it is not. Oh, or, happy, happy Halloween, although by the time this is over, all by the time this is posted, it won't be Halloween anymore. Right. I might post it on the 2nd, which is Day of the Dead, so. Okay. Yeah. So, happy Day of the Dead, too. Everyone who celebrates. Right, which I'm sure none of our people <laughs> None, none of our five <laughs> listeners do. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, hey Aunt Karen, we love you. Hey Aunt Karen. <laughs> and to all our other four listeners, hey. Hello. <laughs> all right, we're going back to Crazyville. Crazy town, yeah, we're in Crazy Town. We are in Crazy Town, population Susie. <laughs> yes, and we're taking it overseas. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot. This is Susie's <laughs> Adventures in Taiwan. Oh, good. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just, I, oh. <laughs> okay. All right, lay it on me. Okay. So, well, her parents weren't too keen on the idea of her leaving the country with two small children. Yeah. And she tried to convince her to let the kids stay with them for the year yeah. while she was in China doing her thing. I bet she did. Which probably would have been easier for her. And, but Susie's gonna Susie. As we know. Uh, Tom also wasn't too happy. Ah, uh, yeah. He called to make Christmas plans with the boys, and Susie told him that they couldn't do anything because they were leaving for Taiwan. Oh, good. Good, good, good. He also tried to convince her into letting either her parents or him keep them for that year. Oh, Lord. He reminded her that this was a third world country. Yeah, it is. She had never left the Carolinas or New Mexico. That, that to me is the biggest, yeah. Yes, but <laughs> she was determined that she was going to go, and she was taking those boys with her. And all of her plans it. fell into place. She was going to rent an apartment for $80 a month. Wow. That belonged to a friend's sister-in-law. Okay. Did this uh, apartment got, have, like, running water, electricity? Yeah. It was a pretty nice apart, nice-ish apartment. For oh, okay. What it sounds like, but we'll... Um, she got some favorable responses from institutions that she wrote to. Okay. Because uh, she was hoping to get a part-time job at one of them teaching English. Okay. And three days after Christmas... She left with six suitcases and a bag 
full of Star Wars toys. Oh my god. And eighteen hundred dollars. Okay. Let me stop you there. <laughs> Let me ask a question. Okay. She did not have a job when she left. Is what I'm getting. Oh god. See, also <laughs> also that seems like an issue too. Yes. Yes. Susie's gonna Susie. Uh, I, yeah, I think I that's our main takeaway from all of this. Yeah. Susie's gonna Susie. Yeah. It, from everyone that they talked to in the book, it sounds like you really couldn't tell her what to do. No. And you really couldn't even try to tell her what to do because she would just fly off the handle. Yeah. Ah. Uh, sounds like it. Yeah. She had some issues. So 26 later, 26 hours later, sorry, they landed in, in Taipei at 2 a.m. And oh. right from the start, things were not going well. Oh, good. Well, I mean, 2 a.m. Not really your optimal time to land anywhere. Yeah, that's the first problem. The second problem was that her luggage had been left in Los Angeles. Oopsie. So all she had were her two carry-on bags. Okay. One of the one of them had one change of clothes for the boys. Oh, good. And the other was that bag of Star Wars toys. Oh, good. It did Joe not make just, her feel any better. Joe just laughed at that. Sorry. <laughs> Cho just laughed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it did make her feel better that her tutor's brother and her his wife, who uh, had the apartment that she was renting, yeah, had made a big banner that said, Welcome Susie Lynch. Oh, nice. I mean, thoughtful. Yeah. She stayed with them for three days to get settled and to wait for her luggage. Uh, she got help finding a daycare for the boys, enrolling at the Mandarin Center, and then she was brought to her apartment, which was a four-floor walk-up huh. in an area valley huh. that was small and cheaply made, huh. and it was in a working-class area. Oh, good type of area that Susie was not used to. Yeah. Susie would be sharing the apartment with the landlady. Oh, good. Good, good. But she didn't actually live there. She did, however, retain the master bedroom and would come over three or four times a week to cook and have friends over and would sometimes stay the night. Susie and the boys had two small rooms and shared everything with the landlady. But Susie decided to sleep in the same room as the boys and use the other room as a study. And when she moved in, she realized that there were no closets. So a lot of the space would be taken up with stand-up dress racks. Oh, okay. (laughs) She had originally planned to have a month to get adjusted before her classes started. Okay. But 
they started five days after she got there. Okay, whoops. Oopsie. Before she had had any time to figure out the streets, the bus schedules, or really much of anything else. Okay, well. And by her second week, she knew she was in trouble. Hmm. She was annoyed by the noise, the crowds, and even the air because of the pollution. Well, yeah. She was dis- disgusted. Don't know why that was so hard to say. By basically everywhere she went, and only used public bathrooms at the Hilton Hotel. <laughs> okay. Well. And carried sanitizer wipes with her at all times. Well, yeah. Which I think everyone's doing these days. Yeah. But only using public bathrooms at the Hilton. Yeah, but not <laughs> with, not because we're crazy. <laughs> You don't want to die from COVID. Yeah. The apartment situation wasn't working out too well either. Yeah. Especially when she found a bunch of roaches. Oh, yeah. Well, you know. You know. I mean. Um, She blamed it on the landlady's poor housekeeping. Saying, quote, I found many frustrations and aggravations from sharing a bathroom and kitchen with Chinese. My standards were simply not theirs. I ended up doing a ridiculous amount of cleaning, just to stay even. For example, the refrigerator was never cleaned by anyone else. In six months, the floor was mopped twice. In the bathroom, the standard of cleaning was to rinse everything with water. No soap or disinfectant. However, the most difficult thing for me to handle was, we're going to stop there. What do you think? Oh, are we back to bus? Are we back to uh, puppet history again? Yes. Yes. Ba-da-da-da-da. <laughs> what was the most difficult thing for Susie to handle? Oh, God. Okay. A, all the dust. Yeah. B. The landlady never flushed. Oh. C. Guests put the toilet paper in the trash can instead of flushing it down the toilet. Oh. Gosh. Man, that's a toughie. I'm gonna go... I'm gonna go B. B. The... The most difficult thing for me to handle was the occasional guest of my landlady who deposited his or her toilet paper in the trash can Um, instead of the toilet. I mean, that's, no. I'd be, well, all right, anyway. (laughs) I was totally shocked for the first time when it happened and had to, but I don't know, right in a row, back to back. (laughs) <laughs> what is Susie forced to do? Uh, a. Burn the place down. <laughs> what was that? I'm sorry. Burn the place down. <laughs> a. Well, make a new rule that the boys couldn't use that trash can. B. Burn that trash can and buy a new one. C. No longer use the bathroom at her apartment. Oh, God, I hope it's not C. Please don't be C. Please don't be C. Please be A. Please be A. 
Because please don't be C. <laughs> I had to instantly create a new rule that the children were not to ever use that trash can. Yeah. Yeah, it was A. <laughs> I was like, if it was C, I was just going to be like, no, nah, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out of this one, Quinn. You're just going to have to do it by yourself because I can't deal with her anymore. I'm sorry. <laughs> She's just going to be like, eh, I'm walking off. Bye. <laughs> All right. And that's end quote. Okay. In February, Jim got bronchitis. Oh, no. Poor baby. Yeah. She took him to the doctor for once. And was told not to let him have cold drinks with meals. And gave him antibiotics that didn't work. Oh, no. So he blamed her landlady. Because the landlady thought fresh air was important. And kept doors and windows open. Even on really cold nights. Yeah. And by the end of February, Jim had pneumonia. (gasps) Oh, no. Poor baby. And John and Susie were also sick. Oh, no. She took Jim to the hospital, where he was admitted. John and Susie stayed with him and slept in the bed with him. Aww. And here's what Susie had to say about her visit. Oh, no. How do you think it went? Uh, not well. (laughs) (laughs) With Susie, it's never well. I mean... Quote, The toilet overflowed. And I received a lecture in Chinese on why it was my fault. Since I did not understand much of what was said, a nurse who knew a bit more English than the others came in to explain. Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) Was a thing of our own, like, little tune there. (laughs) How was it Susie's fault? Ah, okay. A. Yeah. Her droppings were really big. Oh, God. <laughs> she, well, she tried flushing a feminine product. Oh. Or C, she flushed toilet paper. I'm going to go, considering the past example, I'm going to go C. She flushed it toilet paper. <laughs> that I had committed the unpardonable sin. Putting toilet paper in the toilet. I mean, okay. Right! (laughs) Where, I asked, was once put it? In the trash can, of course. Where everyone else puts it. I mean, yeah. Their disgust at my ignorance was obvious, and no one bothered to hide their feelings. Oh, no. Yeah, I bet they didn't. Which, okay, Susie, whatever. That night... The last straw arrived in the form of tribes of roaches, oh, which no. came out of the dresser drawers to feed off the sticky floors. Oh no! Are I they still at the hospital? Anymore. Did this happen at the hospital? Yes. Oh no! Oh no! I could not take any more and left the next morning. End quote. With the kid or without? I would hope so. The hospital stay cleaned out her emergency fund, and all three of them were sick. Oh, good. Good, good, good. She was told the proper uh, antibiotics and doses, 
I went to bed with the boys for a week, which led to Susie missing 10 days of classes. She fell so far behind that she switched to a slower class and then accepted a job at the Language Training and Testing Center. Okay, I can't she wait. She just to... has a job now. Oh, good. I can't wait to see how this goes. <laughs> so now, she was up at 6 a.m. to get the boys ready. Right. To hop at daycare. Right. Rushed to the bus to the language center. That had to be. Off. So, um, the daycare, was it an English language daycare or was it? I don't think so. Okay. Oh, they must have been confused as hell. Yeah. Man, they did not have a good life. <laughs> I'm really, really sorry. Yeah, those those poor boys. Yeah. Well, it, it kind of gets... Yeah, let's not even go into that. Oof. Yeah, Oof. well, we'll get there when we get there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, she would get to the language center and teach from 9 to 11. Yeah. Then rush to class at the Magnum Center. And once classes were over, she caught the bus home to be there when the boys got there. Then she made dinner, bathed the boys, put them to bed, cleaned up the house, took a bath herself, and then tried to study. Um, so that was her daily routine. God, sounds horrible. Yeah, it doesn't sound fun. Five days before Jim's fourth birthday, she got a phone call that Papa had died. Oh no! So she got depressed and couldn't keep up in her classes and Jim got pneumonia again. Oh no. Poor Jim. I know. And then the landlady told her that she was going to let a couple move in for three months using her room to the master bedroom which Susie was not too happy about. Yeah, I bet. The situation was so bad for her that she knew she had only two options. Yeah. Move or leave. Yeah. So, she chose to go back to the United States. <laughs> With her tail tucked between her legs. Yeah. Not far <laughs> she enough. She didn't have some loose ends to fix up before leaving. So she decided to stay until June. Yeah. Sorry, I thought I had a sneeze coming, but I don't. Okay. But in order to stay that long... She had to get a visa, her visa extended. Yeah. And called her Aunt Susu, and she ran into some problems. I bet she did. Susu called her buddy, Jesse Holmes. Oh, okay. The racist. Who was North Carolina senator okay. <laughs> and supported Taiwan's government. Well, yeah, of course he did. And Susu's problems magically disappeared. Ooh. She moved out of the apartment in May and moved in with her tutor's brother and sister-in-law. And she had a lot of free time now, and she was most of it studying. Uh, she would study Taiwan's history, economy. She would shop, and she would take the boys sightseeing. Oh, okay. So she started having a little bit more, I guess, fun. I guess. Yeah, I guess. Fun as Susie can have. <laughs> I mean... Towards the end of her visit, she started calling home with some interesting things to say. Oh dear. Boop 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 boop. Oh no. Oh no. What was Susie saying? Oh god. A. 
that the government was watching her. B, that Tom had showed up and was starting to harass her. Yeah. Or C, that she had fallen in love with a Chinese man and she was bringing him back with her with her to the States. I sincerely hope it's A, because I A, I don't think Tom's showing up, and B, although I wouldn't blame him if he did, and because A, I don't think Tom's showing up, so I think it's the first one, and I don't, I just can't picture her, like, I'm, this is going to sound horrible, but I just feel like she's the type that would think that the, that a Chinese man would not be good enough for her. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you're, you're right. The government Woo! wasn't going to let her come. They were following her around everywhere. Ooh. They had even moved an agent into her apartment. Oh, God. Which is why she moved out. I mean... Which, no. So, <laughs> she said, is this, like, where she starts getting kind of paranoid? I, I believe so, okay. yeah. She said that they thought she was a spy. Oh, <laughs> God. Because why would a single American woman with two small children come to China just to study? Jerry Which, just laughed again. It, it seems like she was just kind of wanting more attention for what she did. Yeah. You know, like, oh, I'm a single exactly. woman and I went to China yeah. with two small children just to study yeah. and exactly. look how simple I am. They thought I was a spy because most single women with two small children wouldn't do that. Wouldn't go to China just to study. Yeah. So Florence was rightfully concerned. Oh, uh, yeah. Sounds but, like she should be. And she called Aunt Susu. Yeah, okay. <laughs> who called Jesse Holmes again. Okay. And Susie came right home. Yeah. The weird thing was that none of Susie's friends in Taiwan had any clue about any of this. Yeah. Uh, she had not once mentioned it to them. I mean, of course she didn't. Because it was all in her head. Right, and she never <laughs> mentioned it in the advice book that she wanted to publish for businesswomen in third world countries. Oh, good. But it didn't seem possible to her family at the time. They, but they realized years later that this was probably the first sign that Susie was losing her mind. <laughs> the first. The first among many. Yeah. Oh. Susie had this to say about her visit. Oh, Lord. <coughs> oh, Lord. What? <laughs> I'm trying to figure out a voice I can give to Susie. Well, it's going to sound like this. But we were not saying people who had left. We were a family unit. No longer three without a force. We had learned to rely on each other. And in ourselves. But most important of all, we had learned compassion for others. And we had learned the most valuable lesson of all. That others do not think and believe as we do. People do not have our goals. Share our name. Oh my god. Oh, share our god. We met good people and bad. We found out what it means to be a minority, to be followed by the curious, to have little privacy, to live in a tiny apartment with 
<laughs> little of a house with grass or trees. We have been lonely, tired, and sick. We have been pushed to our limits, emotionally, but the three of us have held. The long road ahead to acquire those magic credentials so necessary for a job seems shorter and comparable. End quote. Okay. <laughs> Which I think we can change all of those we's into eyes. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Because your kids didn't have any clue what was going on. Yeah. They didn't have the same upbringing that yeah. she oh, did. Oh, my God. That was just one big eye roll for me. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And Susie really likes just... just Go on, go on. Yeah. She's got a lot to say. Yeah. Uh, so on their layover in Chicago, Dolores had driven down to see Susie and the boys while they were waiting. Okay. Uh, they had a nice little lunch at the airport and everyone went on their way. Oh. Okay. There wasn't much to, much to do. It was just cute that Dolores... I think it's adorable that Dolores decided to do that. I know. <laughs> uh, when they got home, the family was worried about Susie because of how she looked. Uh, she was thin, yeah. tired, yeah. and frail. Yeah. So Florence convinced her to go see good old Uncle Fred Klenner. Oh, God. Who diagnosed her with multiple sclerosis. Oh, God. Even yeah. though there was no cure for it, and he told her not to worry. Oh, because he would take care of her. And he knew how to cure it. Just like yeah. he knew how to cure polio. He could cure cancer. He could cure cancer. Just massive doses of vitamin C. Here we go. So, Dr. Clutter. Oh, God. Here's a little about this guy. Yeah. Because I promise we we talk about him. Here we talk about Dr. Clever. First of all, his doctor's office was above a drugstore. It had a hand-painted sign on the door. And there were segregated doors. <laughs> which stayed into the 80s. That's what I was getting ready to ask. Oh my god. Kept them into the 80s. Oh god. Um, for the waiting rooms. Um, and walking into his office was like taking a step back in time over half a century. Oh, God. It was decorated with over four dozen certificates and diplomas, antique furniture, old medical equipment. There were two hornet's nests hanging from the ceiling. What? And an old leather-bound Bible. It was also extremely cluttered. There were gun magazines all over the waiting room. Some words used to describe him were very old self yeah. and ultra conservative. Oh, good. So he was a two, great guy. Two of my favorite things to be. Right. <laughs> you know? like, my favorite combinations of words. Mm -hmm. You know it. A civil war buff. Uh, well, I figured that. <laughs> and often said that the wrong side had won. Well, I mean... 
a side lost and it was his, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> he spoke favorably of the KKK. <laughs> Not surprised. Which some thought was weird because he was Catholic. Well, he's stupid. <laughs> yeah. Let's just face facts. <laughs> he's just stupid. When he was 11, he and his sister got high fevers during the 1918 flu epidemic. I bet they did. That explains and everything. His mother was a big believer in holistic medicine. Oh, God. And made them tea, uh, tea with bonset leaves. Okay. And after he got on his vitamin C kick, yeah. he said that the leaves were analyzed. And he saw that they had a lot of vitamin C in them. Did so that was probably why they cured him when he was a kid. Did they, though? Nice. And hmm. what little free time he had, he played... What? Oh, no. <laughs> a. Baseball. B. In an Austrian band. C. In local operas and stage productions. I was going to say golf, <laughs> so none of those really make sense. <laughs> uh, we can change over. I'm going to go see. I don't know. He played in the Austrian band. Oh, I'm sorry. He could play cornet, violin, harpsichord, Ooh. and cypher. Do they really, really use a lot of harpsichords in an Austrian band? I just picture like, you know, that kind of thing. You know, like you hear at a bill hall. Like, I don't know. See, when you said he played, he started, you started to list like stuff he played. And I was like expecting like, tuba <laughs> and <laughs> maybe you know uh accordion that kind of thing <laughs> it's so hard to come up with these questions all right i'm gonna go with my original answer golf so yeah. <laughs> golf works yeah <laughs> but he was really an austrian band yeah um, <laughs> he was the first clanner to go to college <laughs> was he did he go to a college or did he go to some like pop-up school somewhere no he went to st vincent's catholic college okay your priest okay wait what and hold on in... <laughs> huh i was like hold on he what what? Pardon? <laughs> Pardon moi? College to be a priest. Of course yes. he did. Um he came in contact with a priest who had T V. Okay. And then guarded himself. Oh good. And then he um, cured himself by drinking tons of orange juice. Um, yes. So well his mother was nursing him back to health. Soaked in vodka. He decided that he didn't want to be a priest anymore. Yeah. But uh -oh. instead, he wanted to be a doctor. I'm just going to say that, like, if your mom's nursing you, and somehow that's inspiring you to be, I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. 
Fred and Annie Hill married on November 24th, 1937, without telling her family. Oh, good. That always they works were out well. super happy about the two of them, as a couple anyway, because... You know, crazy. who would be? Uh, yeah, <laughs> our son-in-law's insane. <laughs> well, wait till so. you see our future daughter-in-law. <laughs> and his medical practice quickly grew. This was probably because. Ba ba da da. What? What did he do? <sighs> treated people for free in exchange for a good word. B. Made a church slash hospital hybrid. C. Banked on any Hill Sharp's good last name. I'm going to go with C. Because he sounds like the kind of asshole who would do that. No. No? Really? Holy shit. What pharmacists a- and ministers for free. Wow. Okay. So this part was actually... This is actually kind of nice. I'll give him as much. Okay. He never sent any of his patients a bill. Okay. If they couldn't pay at the time of the treatment, they could pay whenever they could. And even if they couldn't pay, he would make house calls. Oh. In the middle of the night, he would answer the phone and show him. That's nice. Wow. I mean, I assume not to any black people, really, but you know. Yeah. Although, I guess he did have a separate entrance for them, so I guess he did treat them, quote-unquote. But there was one thing that people weren't too keen on. Uh, his son? (laughs) He was partially deaf, so he yelled all the time. Okay. B, he didn't like to wear pants. (laughs) (laughs) Or C, he supported Nazis. I mean... I hope it's B, but I think it's C. It's C. <laughs> he said Hitler was misunderstood. Uh, yeah. As, and, uh, yeah. But once his patients started questioning his loyalty, he kept those opinions. To Merka? Yeah, I bet they uh, he did. <laughs> yeah. Um, during World War II, the Klenner couple started to become a family. Oh, okay. Daughters, Marianne and Gertrude. Okay. Um, towards the end of the war. Okay. I don't know who's more insane in this situation, okay? Okay. Just, here we go. Okay. Meeting the with the dentist because her gums were bleeding. Which, Bleeding Gums was the name of the saxophonist. And yeah, Bleeding Gums Murphy, right? Yeah. <laughs> On the Simpson. Yeah. Is that Murphy? Um, Was it Murphy? I don't know. I'm sure someone will tell me that I'm wrong. Right. But, um, uh, oh, poor Lisa loved Bleeding. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So the dentist okay. naturally suggested pulling all her teeth out. Because, you know, that's what you do. We might got Bleeding Gums. Pull your teeth out. Yeah. A few cavities. Fred, what the dentist wanted to do. Yeah. And he thought that was a little bit too drastic. Yeah. Yeah. And told her to instead take some vitamin C. I bet. And that stopped the bleeding. Oh, that was nice. Bleeding itself. Um, He then used vitamin C on a man that was dying from pneumonia. 
he gave the man five grams. Yeah. Which is 5,000 milligrams. Okay. And later that day, his temperature was down three degrees. And Fred gave him another shot at the same dose. Yeah. He kept this up four times a day for three days. Ooh, and but it got better. I bet there was a lot of, uh, what, oh, I bet there was a lot of diarrhea going on with that. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. And Fred oh. said, quote, well, my gosh, this is doing something. Oh, God. And, quote. I thought I was just goofing off here, but oh, I actually gosh. may have figured something out. Look at me. He tested this theory on his daughters when they had measles. Oh, no. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Yeah, and it actually did help them when they had measles. Okay. Yeah. All right. The next one's well, a free answer. What do you think he tested his vitamin C theory on next? Okay. It's a free answer, so. I, it's all I, up in your head. I have, I have no idea. Let's see. Uh, a bunch of black people. <laughs> Cause, I mean... Like, they're always being used as guinea pigs in America. Especially in the 40s. Um, I don't know. One of his kids, probably. I don't know. Oh, maybe... I don't know. Maybe it was, like, trying to get pregnant. Like, oh, let's take a lot of vitamin C and see if we get pregnant. <laughs> And then their son was born. You're close. Okay. <laughs> You're in the... Right. Anyway. He then used the vitamin C to treat the quadruplets he had delivered. Oh, my God. To a 36-year-old deaf-mute wife. Oh. 59-year-old man. Oh. Let me just... Oh. Pause to... I don't need to repeat that. Oh. Quadruplets he delivered to a 36 year old deaf mute wife. Right. Yeah. A 59 year old man. I mean, you know. Nice shooting, dude. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> nice shooting text. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I worked my Ghostbusters quote into the episode. Yeah. We did it. That might be our title. Nice shooting text. Nice shooting text. <laughs> 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 well, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, I'm sure he probably keeled over like a year later and left them deaf mute with like four kids and who knows how many others to take care of. But you know, I mean, who doesn't do shit like that? Uh, three of them weighed about two pounds. Oh. And the fourth weighed about three pounds. Oh, okay. They were all named Mary. What? <laughs> and were the only known identical quadruplets in the world. Oh, my God. Let me just say. So, there was like Mary Jane, Mary Ann, Mary... Beth. Beth, Mary... Elizabeth? Fourth. <laughs> Mary first, Mary second, Mary third, Mary fourth. Mary one, that Mary was, two, yeah. Mary three, Mary four. Yeah, Mary one, Mary two. <laughs> one, Mary two, Mary three, Mary four, Mary. 
he started them off on vitamin C immediately. Yeah. Uh, 500 milligrams a day to start off with. Yeah. And then he would increase the dosage as they got older. Okay. They all survived. Uh, amazing. Right. And they actually appeared in Ebony Magazine. Okay. Oh, so they were black? Yes, they were. Oh, wow. Yes. Good for, I mean, so when I said China non-black people, I <laughs> was unfortunately correct. <laughs> I was hoping that that was not true. But, you know, as we, as we know, shit happens. Shit happens. Oh, God. In 1948, he published his first medical article on his treatment of pneumonia with vitamin C. He also used it on polio patients like Susie. And a family friend said, quote, Dr. Klenner didn't have patients. He had acolytes. Wow. Okay. Okay. He suggested that it could use, be used to treat cancer. Oh, Lord. Um, He also touted using vitamins A and D. He was just very, take vitamins, take vitamins. Vitamins will cure all. Um, I'm going to leave it at this for tonight. I'm going to have one last thing to say about him. Okay. Well, be good here. Um, Some doctors suspected that he was telling people they had diseases. Uh, Which would make curing non-existent ailments easily cured. With vitamin C. Right. Which was solidified when he tried to say that vitamin B could cure multiple sclerosis, which doctors and the National Multiple Sclerosis Society both denied. So. So. (laughs) Okay. Leave it off for tonight. All right. Dr. Clenner. There's a word about him. Crazy uh, ass Dr. K. Dr. K. Dr. K. 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 If you will. Yeah, yeah. All right. So yeah, that. Yeah. All right. We have an email. <laughs> we do. Creepykentucky at gmail dot com. And an Instagram and a Twitter. At Creepy Kentucky. Yeah. And I humbly, I'm very. Very sorry if this is taking so long to get through this story. No, I do kind of wish that we'd done it as a separate podcast, though. Because I think it would work. Especially, like, you know how popular that Murdaugh murders is? Right. We can do it just like a bitter blood. Right. I think it's kind of like that southern thing where there's a family and weird shit going on. All that sort of shit. It goes real well with that. Yeah. Which I'm is, surprised I hadn't heard of this before reading the book. I mean, vaguely, but like, I don't. Like, yeah, I don't remember it at all. I've never heard of this. From the time, yeah. Like, it's not really one that's talked about very often either. And no. I'm surprised because it's such a wild story. Yeah. I think Lifetime made a movie 
there was a TV movie yeah, made or something like that. To find it right. So can watch it, but I can't find it anywhere. But that was like over twenty years ago. So yeah, it's like, been a while. And yeah, not a lot of. Yeah. Right. Oh well. Oh well. Yeah. I'm almost to it. Well, who are we gonna? What the hell tonight, Doctor Clanner? Probably. Doctor Clanner. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Okay. All right. Three, All right, three two, one. Doctor Clanner, what, what the, the hell? hell. <laughs> <laughs>